they will always do the second and <laughs> just come away from it going, actually, I think I'm a good parent. Like I think I'm doing okay. Haven't put my kid in any death matches today. No. I'm nailing it. It's great. You are nailing the parenting game, Mary Bolling. And, yeah, I, I completely. I, I haven't watched Cobra Kai. Tim's been obsessed with it and I know he's messaging your husband regularly about the new film. <laughs> but um, I, this has inspired me to watch the series now. It says here we should let them make their own decisions. But, yeah, Bandit Healer, you are totally right, has been held up as like some unattainable dad figure. So to see him reading the parenting manual, and I have to say getting this one wrong, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just going to call it early. Like, you know, like this is Uh, like every parent who's been in this situation, like I was rolling my eyes right from when Chili walked in and was like, right, get out of the bath. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it the gentle way. And I was like, how? (laughs) It's like that Michael Jackson meme of just getting the popcorn in the cinema uh, and watching the fun unfold. Chili leaving the room with the line, well, good luck with that. Well, good luck with that. It's yeah. just the absolute, like, the the pre-I told you so that yeah. just sets it up so beautifully. Um, the, the building chaos in this episode really reminded me of Takeaway and also Sticky Gecko where we've discussed, um, you know, all the action happens in, in just one kind of scene. Um, not not entirely in this episode. You do get 30 minutes, uh, 30 minutes, that would be nice, 30 seconds, 30 seconds in the bedroom at the end. Um, but, yeah, all the, the building just nightmare situation is all obviously, you know, you don't even see the whole bathroom. You're pretty much just seeing, like, either end of the bath and, yeah, Bandit is very much trapped in this tiny uh, hell of his own making and it's hilarious. Bluey, I'm going to let you make the decision here. You can stay up late playing burger shop and you'll be tired and grumpy in the morning or you can get out now and be nice and happy in the morning. So it's up to us? Yep. Hmm. So I think bath time in general is like being trapped in your own tiny little version of hell a lot of the time, isn't it? Oh, like, do you find bath yeah, fair. <laughs> like, I find bath time so tedious a lot of the time. Like I do stuff just to amuse myself a lot of the time. Like, you know, I've got like bath bombs and bubbles and music going because I'm just like, like I don't want to have to play a game with you. <laughs> and tiny things. Uh, and maybe I so don't need to eat 35 burgers and pretend that I want your cold, dead foam tacos. Like, you know. Uh, it's so funny because it is like the ultimate play. You've got water, you've got, you know, brightly coloured things, bubbles. Um, you know, the kids should be having the time of their lives. Uh, yeah, it probably shouldn't need to involve the parent, but. Obviously, Bluey would not settle for that. No. What would you like to order? Uh, I don't know what bath time's like at your house at the moment, Mayor. I know you've struggled with it in the past and then things got a bit better, I guess, during lockdown. It kind of became a go-to activity for you guys. Oh, it did. Uh, No, because um, we're trying to toilet train Caspi, which is going terribly um I talked about him having catchphrases last week yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the catchphrases on high rotation is like Cass do you want to go on the potty never <laughs> <laughs> he's like off. and yeah never is the answer to everything um 
it's definitely not helping our cause. But uh, yeah, so you can probably tell where this is going. Um, our inability to toilet train him is meaning he's sort of just trying to sneak uh, sneak number twos out wherever he gets the chance. And yeah, so Bon now refuses to go in the bath with him. Oh, and no. yeah, uh, well, both of no them one wants a bath just... surprise, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, which you can't really blame them. So, uh, our main um cleaning routine at the moment is yeah, just they're in the shower with me and. They're actually quite good at entertaining themselves and just, you know, those foam thing, those foam letters stick very well to the windows. Mm. So um, it's very Ujba Bako Kao, like they're constantly <laughs> just putting up lots of different letters and asking me what it says yeah. and, I, yeah, I can never be bothered sounding it out so I just make up more and more ridiculous words. <laughs> but you guys are like, yeah, you've been committed to the bath the whole time, right? It's oh, yeah. like well, bath, bath every night. Bath is a key part of Olivia's routine. So like we, we are set up for the bath. I've, I've recently like got a whole lot of like sensory play stuff for her in the bath. So like we'll have everything from glow sticks to bath bombs to bubbles. We've got different sets that we rotate in and out of the bath. Like I've got um, these foam people that you can stick on the side and make like different faces. I've got the letters. I've got uh, hard plastic animals, not the ones with the little hole. You can't have the ones with the little hole there because I have been oh, down the trap. path right. did not end well. It oh. ended a black mould fest of 2015 uh, that will live with me for a long time so yeah so all the animals are hard plastic now (laughs) and um yeah we've recently invested in a set of dinosaurs um that was probably a terrible purchase in retrospect because um will wants to know what all their like proper names are and oh and the name that i just made up and told him the very first time now he corrects me if i actually tell him like because you know i felt guilty later so i actually looked up what the proper names were and like I've convinced him on about half of them that that's actually <laughs> what they are, and the other half is like, no, mummy, you told me it was a tyrannosaur, you know, like you know. Oh wow, okay. And I'm like, oh, it probably. Oh, uh, see, that. that's that's just the old adage, Kate. Like, always tell the truth and always remember your lies. Yeah. Like, you know, if <laughs> you just have to go back to the old ones, like, well, yeah. it sounds like Will's remembered them for you, so at least you know, yeah, you know what you said. Yeah, well, it came about because my niece is also dinosaur obsessed, so you know. Like growing up, we had pterodactyls, and apparently they're not pterodactyls anymore. They're pteranodons. <laughs> yeah. So oh, anyway, yeah. so I told him one of them was a pterodactyl, and now he tells me, "Mummy, that's the pterodactyl." I'm like, "Oh, sorry, sweetie, it's the pteranodon." He's like, "No, it's not. It's the pteranodon." <laughs> they're the same. Whatever. Sort it out, dinosaur yeah, exactly. experts. Like the bandit healers of the world need to step up and just decide. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess coming back to, you know, do the experts have all the answers? The answer is clearly no, and we know this from the start. I'm watching Bandit sort of talking about his, um, you know, oh, we're going to let the kids decide for themselves. So I was like, well, letting, you know, like limit your choices at least, mate. Like, you know, uh-huh. do you want to get out now or do you want to get out in five minutes? Like if there's one yeah. thing <laughs> that my mother passed down to me, which is solid gold, roll it out every day, it is 
think about the option that you want as the outcome and then give like two options that both get to that same outcome. Yeah. Very good. Wait five minutes for this, but I'm not waiting like 20, you know, I'm not letting you decide. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So yeah. Okay. So that's, that's step one of Kate's parenting book that Bandit should have been reading. Um. (laughs) Okay. Just a quick game. I'll have one burger, please. Certainly. But yeah, he just get the the moment he gets his comeuppance from that offer of you make the decision where Bluey just kind of like side grins the camera. Uh, yeah. The shot. There's no camera. I know. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> but then Bandit just, yeah. And then like, what would you like to order? And Bandit um, is just so can instantly tell his mistake <laughs> and what, his, what it's going to cost him. <laughs> I love the interplay in this episode, Mary, because to me, like just moving to a serious note for a second, there is such strength between Chili and Bandit's brands of parenting. And mm-hmm. like I actually really love the fact that Chili didn't try and override Bandit when she clearly knew that this whole palaver was doomed for failure. Like she didn't try and say to him, oh, well, you need to do it this way or anything like that. She was like, all right, I'm just going to see how this rides, you know, and walked out with a veiled threat. But, you know, still let him like do his thing. And I love how Bandit is, he really embraces that like um, to to quote the host from Sleepy Time, you know, he mm. is the bringer of jalility in that family. He is yeah. he is the good times and the fun times. And yet he leans in hard to that. And it's so lovely, I guess, to see that as being really celebrated in a way. Um and not in a way like we we've been watching, I have to admit, we've been dabbling in lots of other shows over the our little break. Um, you know, just what's on ABC iView. Um, there's this terrible show called Brave Bunnies at the moment on the rotation. <laughs> but I like it in a way because the dad, I, I'm just noticing a trend. I think Bluey's been responsible for this, but there's a lot more equitable parenting being portrayed on Ooh. screen. Because, yeah, thinking back to even when Liv, my eight-year-old, was little, like the most equitable relationship in kid parenting world was probably Peppa Pig where Mummy Pig is the smart one and Daddy is constantly made fun of because he's a bit silly. Like, you know, yeah. Daddy, has, Daddy Pig has his moments in, to shine but, um, yeah, I'm quite enjoying the fact that um, Bandit is just really showing how it's done, you know, like the dad that's engaged and taking the lead and... Rocking out with the kids, um, eating foam burgers with pickles in them. But I just had a burger. Yeah, but it was so good you wanted another one. Well, it was pretty good. Okay, one more won't hurt. Great. One burger and chips. Okay. I'll skip the chips. No, you won't. Fair enough. This really, like, does escalate quickly, it seems, into the <laughs> Like... Of like um like sleepover connotations like oh this will be a quick game and then it's just not <laughs> so oh, well there's a there's one line that beautifully shouts out to sleepover where um bandit says I think ordering his burger that he's gonna eat really fast and bluey um 
shades of sleepover is like no you won't <laughs> which I think is um what she said to Chili when um she told her that it was going to be you know that it was a very speedy service restaurant That's I right <laughs> she says I think we're going to take a long time to order and Chili's just like no you won't oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, sorry it was Chili's line wasn't it yeah. oh so good yeah that's the next step of our parenting book um <laughs> never say anything that your kids can use against you uh and good luck with that <laughs> Delicious. The back and forth is hilarious. Um, that just the the it keeps returning to that side of the bath counter scene with Bluey getting uh, increasingly sassier, but also um, colder, just, just <laughs> colder. But then also stalling in the most insane directions that Bandit's suddenly having to explain monetary policy. <laughs> That's how she buys time. Um, is just awesome but yeah of course it's got to all come to a crashing halt once bandit of course is in the bath and (laughs) um and yeah freezing away with the girls as well i'm in the bath now and i'm doing dishes more dirty dishes for you thanks boss Can I just shout out to this little interlude where Bluey becomes a banker? I thought that was just genius. <laughs> and, like, she pops up with, like, the letter T on her head as a hat yes. and, like, a letter U as a moustache. And, and, like, just that bit where Bandit's like, I'm probably going to just buy burgers with it. And the bank's like, oh, he, here you go. Have more <laughs> Where do you get money from? Um, you could borrow some from the bank, I guess. Oh, okay. Welcome. This is the bank. Would you like some money? I guess. Excellent. Here you go. So good. Just shades of Mr. Moneypenny, I thought, from Monopoly. Um, And, yeah, certainly, you know, money is kind of handed out pretty willy-nilly in Monopoly as probably in the real world, um, his name? as the Mr. Bank Money Royal Penny. Commission told us. I had no idea that that was his name. Is it really Mr Moneypenny? Oh, you've got me doubting it now that, well, he definitely has a name. I think it's that. Really? I never knew that Monopoly Man had a name. I'm so excited by this. Oh, Rich Uncle Penny Bags. Okay. Rich Uncle Penny Bags. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, where did I get Money Penny from? Um, but anyway, yes, so we all know the Monopoly guy. Um, Represented terrifyingly recently in the uh, Macca's ads. You know how they have that Monopoly promotion sort of come around every year? The most recent of those ads, like the he would kind of loom as a statue as someone was about to win and yeah, terrifying money. Terrifying. It's like like, um, like Friday the 13th or Bride of Chucky or something where you just oh, like, yeah, you know, no. Looming figure, and then all of a sudden, like, but it's confetti rather than murder. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's like much like uh, much like Bandit's approach. Let's let's desperately try and drag this back on track. I love his line to Chili. Um, just trying to teach personal responsibility, <laughs> like. Yeah, she's like, Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, I listened recently. I finished um, the Michelle Obama podcast, um, mm-hmm. which talked a lot about her different relationships in her life. And one of the episodes, she talked to her brother about her mum, 
and their relationship. And the thing that I loved so much about it was they were talking about when they were growing up and how Michelle really developed this strong sense of personal responsibility super early because, like, um, like her mum basically was like, well, I've already got my education, so if you want one, you better go get it for yourself sort of thing. So, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, I just was thinking that could so go either way. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, what? What does that even look like for a preppy? So, like, set her <laughs> own alarm. Not applicable at the earlier years, yeah. Yeah, she had to set her own alarm and pack her lunch and get herself to school sort of thing. From oh, that is, that's so something to aspire to, isn't it? But realistic. I am so not at the stage of, like, getting the kids to get their own breakfast, for instance, which... I don't know. I feel feel like it could be much like this episode. You kind of, if you set them up to make their own decisions about how they get their breakfast, does it just descend into chaos burger shop and you're in a bath? Like, yeah. <laughs> or will they ultimately learn personal responsibility and you can, like, take it easy at breakfast time? I don't know. It could go either way, you know. That's, that's the unwritten chapter of our parenting book, clearly. <laughs> She's a bit of a meanie, isn't she, kids? Yes, she is. I think I can trust you to make the right choice about when to get out, can't I? Yes, Dad. I've been listening to um, one that is a regular go-back-to for me, um, which is ABC um, here in Australia's uh, podcast, Parental as Anything with Maggie Dent. She's so good. I meant to get to it last week when we were talking about kind of you know, helping your kid build resilience about, around rejection at school and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But it's kind of relevant to this episode as well. She did a whole episode sort of taking people's questions on how to manage. She has this kind of um, sliding scale for kids. They're either a lamb or a rooster or sort of a mix of both. Um, and lambs are, as you'd expect, very I'm meek rooster. and roosters kind of rule the roost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was um, sort of addressing a situation where – the the kid kind of had a pattern of needing discipline and then playing up even more and quite like a negative kind of um, feeling about family life. And, yeah, the way she described it was you have to actually just put your emotions to the side, put what you want to the side and say to um, the kid, okay, you know, we're going to change some things. You decide what it is you want us to change. <laughs> and um, Really? And then we'll do that. And that's that's where the change starts, like them feeling like, right, you know, people are going to change for me and then mimicking that. And I like kind of I wanted to hear, you know, it was very much a to be continued. That was what Maggie was swearing would work. But, and you know, there was more to it than that. But, um, yeah, a bit like this episode, you make the decision. I felt like perhaps there needs to be more parameters around that. I don't know. <laughs> but perhaps... Yeah, stepping back from your control is how you teach personal responsibility. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great episode. Anyone who thinks think they're parenting a lamb or a rooster should go have a listen. There was yeah. lots of good stuff in there. I, I'm going to listen to it, but, yeah, part of me is just thinking, God, would my child be coming back to me saying, I need you to be a unicorn and I need to get a Ferrari. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to teach personal responsibility. Her lips are blue. She's a blue healer. I'm pulling the plug. There's so many just beautiful split seconds in this episode, but uh, the scene changed to the bedroom where the first thing we see is Bandit's parenting book in the bin. Um, (laughs) 
how relatable was that to you, Kate, on a, you know, one to five parenting books in the bin scale? Five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, uh, okay, so I read lots of parenting books before Olivia was born and I thought I had the whole being an awesome parent nailed before she was even born. And, yeah, I've definitely thrown every parenting book out the window. I still like... Yeah, I follow a couple of accounts online, listen to parenting podcasts and stuff. I guess, yeah, I talk to people like you, I guess, to try and just make sure I'm not going to be sending my child to therapy for like hundreds of years <laughs> after they're grown. But I think I, those children are in safe hands. But yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> like to quote Bandit, it's a hard one to get right. Like, you know, I still worry about parenting skills and, you know, also, I had this realisation probably a couple of years into Liv being born before Will came along that my parents were just making it all up and yeah. they probably didn't know what they were doing either and that was somewhere between comforting and terrifying. Because <laughs> like, you, know, like, you see your parent as like this font of knowledge, like, oh, they must have known what they were doing and then you're like, oh, no, they probably really didn't. They were just how I'm feeling how I'm feeling now, which is sort of tired and confused and really hoping that you're making good decisions like yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know and so much of the advice is contradictory as well yeah. but I would say this episode probably if it if there's one you know takeaway like I don't think it's, it's throw out your parenting books I think it's actually don't implement it the second you've read it and maybe get a game plan with the other person who's on your side in the house <laughs> um before you try anything rash, um, which <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I absorb it like you, you know, podcasts and, you know, maybe read a piece of clickbait or two. Um, oh, yeah, it's rare that I actually get yeah. deep into a book um, with real, you know, evidence-based theory. But, uh, you know, I do a lot of then sounding board it to age um, who usually shoots it down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is helpful as well. Um, but yeah, we can, you know, from that kind of back and forth, we can, we have implemented a few things that work for five minutes. And I feel like that's a win. If, if it works for five minutes, you're like, yes, that one straight to the parenting book. Nice and warm now. Yes, dad. I'm sorry. We didn't get out of the bath sooner. That's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't make you. <laughs> I guess I'll be a meanie for a bit longer, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that little throwaway from Bandit at the end, all right, just a quick game. Like, you know, <laughs> there's no changing those ways. He, he's, they're going to be up, you know, even later playing games. Uh, and I love it. So. so good. Although it does, like, make me question the premise of this episode that he declares to Chili, I'm not going to be a meanie parent anymore. And I'm like, um, did I miss that episode? <laughs> like, I don't remember Meanie Bandit ever being front and centre. Mm. Yeah, um, no, neither can I. Like he's kind of been the soft one. If anything, Chili's kind of been like the kids. Now, oh, no, I guess Sleepy Time Bandit was like bed. Like just yes, like, true. Three words <laughs> to bed, basically. Uh, but, yeah, that was more just exhausted than mean. He still did sing the uh, 99 bottles of Thing on the Wall um, <laughs> after that. So, yeah, I think I think the mean would have kicked in for me a bit earlier. <laughs> so back in mind, Mary, your most valuable player for this episode is? Oh, uh, look, 
bingo can certainly run an efficient uh, back end of house kind of um, kitchen situation. I was pretty mm. impressed by that. Yeah, she was she was rocking the burgers and she uh, was making up orders on the fly as well. So yeah, pickle burger mm. might be one for the ages. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, bluey I think has to be, and and it's almost purely for the line. I'm a blue healer. <laughs> you know the line. It's just gold. It's brilliant. I'm fine. Your lips are blue. I'm a blue healer. One more best on ground. It's it's the best on ground every week. Um, Joff Bush, as usual, scored this episode. Uh, oh, but yeah. with Lachlan Nicholson, who we've talked about in previous episodes, and I can't remember which, but he um, is the Sydney artist who goes by the name Pluto Jones, um, who set a piano on fire and played it in the New South Wales uh, bushland very safely, I'm sure. But the music to this, Joff and... Um, Lachlan definitely nailed the just kind of ascending crazy, hey? Yeah, I really love, there's some great interplay moments. Like if you break down the score, there's the underlying theme. Do, 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 do. And then you've got these like little moments of tension. So, for example, when Bandit doesn't have money and Bluey is saying, oh, that's okay, and Bingo's like, no, it's not. And, you know, like there's this little <laughs> back and forth, but the music changes sort of pace and tempo to reflect that conflict mm. and then when he goes to the bank it's sort of a bit more la-di-da fancy music um uh yeah so and then when they return to the burger shop uh it returns to that main theme as well so uh, there's lots of clever little uses of that motif to um anchor the play I guess in the burger shop but then definitely they expand on it it's the music almost becomes like a conversation throughout you know and so many subtle cues. We're, we're all attuned to, um, yeah, how music in films can influence how we interpret scenes. Like, you know, happy music kind of makes you think, oh, this is all going great. And then that sort of like the ominous music. Um, Liz Gaffray wrote a great piece recently, um, friend of the podcast, about the, the Bluey album, which is still going absolutely gangbusters all over. Um, number one for life. Number one for life. But, yeah, she was sort of explaining about the different themes and how it impacts, you know, what we see and how we feel about it from an audience perspective. Um, there was a great quote actually someone wrote online. I, I saw it on a forum I think, but it was like the music is um, my other favourite character in Bluey. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, that is such a lovely, eloquent way of because uh, it is a bit like a friend. It's sort of telling you a bit about what's happening on screen. It's adding to that humour. It's giving space for the gags. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, given the, the breakneck speed in which they composed this whole um, second part of season two, like, wow, just really wow. Yeah. Just a quick game. I feel like the series is the parenting book. We're learning so much as we go. Well, I was um, reflecting the other day that so much of our kids' childhoods will be influenced by Bluey. Like uh, since the series launched, I can't even tell you how many games we play now because we watched it on Bluey. It's almost it's almost like a manual, like a how-to manual for playing with your kids. That I well, I wonder if it's 
just also, you know, our kids would have played a million games anyway, but we know to look for it now and kind of raise it up as something more important than, you know, kind of just that annoying thing that's going on in the background. Because, yeah, absolutely with you, like there's just so much play and a lot of it, you know, maybe has a kernel. It was a bluey idea that then launched the, you know, <laughs> launched a thousand ships kind of thing. But um, one game we've started uh playing very enthusiastically on our trampoline is Bon, um, I don't even know where he found these ropes, but he kind of, uh, don't do this at home, tied some ropes <laughs> to the outer poles of the trampoline and then he's like, look, it's rigging, it's a pirate ship. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I um, have, for the benefit of no one but myself, instantly like, oh, it's pirates of the trampoline. And the boys were like, what are you talking about, mom? And I'm like, I'm so hilarious. <laughs> um <laughs> You are but then, <laughs> but then Bon went into instant um, captain mode and started calling Cass matey. And then, yeah, Cass was sort of getting a bit tangled up in the rope and looking a bit precarious. I'm like, okay, Cass, I think we'll put you here. You just, you know, safer there. He's like, me matey. <laughs> like, oh. How dare I call him Cass? Um, so, yeah, shades of bingo. And clearly that is just <laughs> something that, yeah, little people just get in character and, I loved knowing that he's my bingo. <laughs> bingo. Oh, that's adorable. Me, matey. Oh. <laughs> mm, you burger, let's see. I know, pickle burger. Hey, Kate, very quick mailbag. We've still got lots to get through from um, of lovely people who were getting in touch during the break, but one of those people was Ian from the Sunny Coast um, who has a nine-month-old daughter, Dottie. Hi, Ian. Um, was so awesome to hear from them because um, Dottie obviously arrived during the hellscape that was 2020 and he was explaining um, he's a stay-at-home dad, his um, wife's a junior doctor and work as a health carer was uh, as in healthcare was obviously pretty full on um, in yeah. 2020 um, but he had the experience of yeah new baby uh, parenting groups and um, you know even just catching up with friends and all that kind of thing was very much kind of stopped for a while there and made it really hard to kind of get a gauge on um, life with a new baby. So what Ian said was he's loved hearing from us as other parents. Um, He said, you guys might not realise it, but the way you use Bluey as a vehicle to talk about parenthood and motherhood has been so great for me this year. You both helped me feel connected to the art of parenting um, helping me understand some of the key lessons through your experience and <laughs> some of the catchphrases um, you use have become ones that I now use, like be what you can't see um, and most of all, just be present. Um, so, oh, yeah, so it was glad like you said that and not everyone's fed no instead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Kate, another uh, friend of a friend um, told me that she had listened to the podcast, heard that phrase and actually wrote it down and pinned it to the wall of their nursery. <laughs> so I think it's a, it, I think it's one we should stick with. It's perhaps we, yeah. That'll be another thing. Maybe not the title of the parenting book we write, but definitely <laughs> at least a, a solid chapter. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Ian, for getting in touch. That makes us feel um, much better about our level of parenting skills offered on the podcast and, um, yeah, having a now nine-month-old myself 
it's been a weird old year. So, yeah, I'm glad you're in the wagon with us too. Oh, absolutely. Ian even sent a photo of himself and um, Dottie at one of their favourite coffee shops um, with the pelican that features in piggyback um, in the background. So already very jealous of uh, that sunny coast lifestyle and, um, yeah, good to know he's living his best bluey life that way too. Yeah, wouldn't that be lovely, <laughs> really? Just dreaming of Queensland at the moment. Even getting on a flight going two states up just seems a long way right now. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. Queensland is still there. Um, shout us out if you're in Queensland. Tell us what we're missing and, yeah, we'll we'll work our way towards it. And Bluey's working her way towards us as well because uh, oh, it play. will be mid-year that Bluey's Big Play, which premiered in uh, Queensland or in Brisbane in December, is going to be getting down to Melbourne. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll we'll be getting to see a bit of uh, the Brisbane life on stage, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fantastic. Cannot wait. Yeah, if you had tickets to the play, Keep an eye on your inbox. We understand that all the dates are being rescheduled, so you should get new details very soon, if not already. Uh, okay, we're not selling them for free, but you can have your money back. Hey, that's our money. Okay, you can't have that back. Oh. Kate, it's been fun. I'm so glad we survived this bath time with no suspicious floating objects or anything else. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, man. The, the bar was set very low, very low for yeah. the success of this episode. I, I wish you success in your bars for the upcoming week, Mayor. I just, yeah, it's a, it's a tough phase, really. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, it's uh, got to be, be done. done. Bye. Bye. Nothing for me, thank you. I'm so full. And I've got my dolphin toy. I really must be off now. But you can't go. You haven't got the octopus and the stingray. You have to collect them all. Bluey.